You're doing what? You're about to sign a new treaty making us allies with the Atlantic Federation? Why would you do that, especially now? Right now, we should be focusing on sending immediate aid to the disaster zones. That disaster is exactly why we're doing this. <sighs> Besides, it isn't a treaty solely with the Atlantic Federation. Certainly, the original proposal was drawn up and presented by them. But this is actually a treaty that unites all the nations of the world. Naturally, part of the agreement deals with policies concerning assistance and aid to the disaster zones. We're considering signing the treaty precisely because it will help us coordinate our efforts more effectively. But you can't! Being on board a Zeft ship for an extended period, perhaps you haven't quite grasped the enormity of what actually took place down here. <sighs> there are almost no words to describe the casualties Earth suffered. Then there's this. <gasps> We, that is, everyone living on Earth, have just learned about this. How did... Where did these images come from? Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode -episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Destiny. My name is Jeremy. This hand of mine is burning red, and that's not a thing we do on this podcast. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. And today we are going to be watching Phase 8, Junction. I don't know if we have anything to talk about before the episode this week. Can you think of anything? We talked about 0083, I think, two weeks in a row. So we are going to watch Phase 8, and I guess we'll just start because I don't know what else to do. So we start out in Orb. The Minerva is coming in, similar to how the Archangel did once. Okay, actually, I'm going to say really quick while we're zooming in on this, this is the first episode I watched of this in the dub, and I was surprised that Arthur was British for some <laughs> reason. Um, that really threw me. I, that's some weird speak there. Zulu Alpha, Navcom, Channel, Iota, Bravo. Are you just like picking random Greek letters and attaching them to things? So I watched the entirety of Gundam Seed Destiny before it was dubbed. When Arthur was British, it surprised me 0%. It seemed exactly correct. <laughs> I watched it straight up dubbed, so... Wouldn't it be a good idea to have tugboats? Maybe. Yeah, actually, or like taxi boats of some sort. But it can't move under its own power right oh, now. Oh, man, I hate this purple-haired guy. Oh, his I name's Yuna. It. Okay, I he do not really He just gives off the really. vibe, I'm a douchebag, doesn't well, he? And in this scene, it's like he more looks like heroic main character dude. Also, clearly he's got main character, he's got different colored hair. Is he not a coordinator? I thought that's their explanation for weird hair colors. No, he just is a dye guy. Um, okay. The, that's Orb fine. is also, accepting of coordinators so you can dye your hair and not be a freak. Also, remember, um, you have like Kira who has brown hair. Well, yeah, no, I thought the naturally weird colored hair was specifically a coordinator thing, though. You, you don't have to have it, but it is the only reason, way you can have it. They forgot that in Destiny. Or we're just assuming that because only pink-haired Lacus and blue-haired Atherin were around. That's fair. Also, well, no, did you the, know- uh, The druggies, one of them had blue hair. Yeah, one of them had, like, green-blue hair. That's fair. And he just dyed his, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Tyler's just going to turn around and uh, defend this, <laughs> yep. this idea. No, this is my personal theory. It's the only way it makes sense. I was going to point out that Orb Dad, who is not Ghost Dad, Orb Dad- Yuna's dad? Yuna's dad has size glasses, <laughs> and I, I guess they're just a fashion thing? No, he doesn't have size glasses. He totally does. He's he got the orange, the weird they're orange They're orange, glasses. but they're not the same. Sai has, like, Vash glasses, okay? 
Yeah, well, no, I'm saying the fact that they're weird orange glasses. Mostly. No, they're they're specifically they're like gaming glasses. Have you, have you Why seen is this old man wearing them, though? <laughs> he just came out of a hard session of playing a futuristic version of League I of guess, Legends. Actually, yeah, what year is this? Cosmic Era 81. Okay. This is so, the year, yes. And he's about 60 years old, and Cosmic Era 20 is about 2008. <laughs> so, that means he's a pro gamer, or an ex-pro gamer. Anyway. So Yuna and his ex-pro gamer dad are talking about how Kigali brought a troublesome ship to them, but they can't treat it with a cold shoulder if it's heroically fighting space terrorism and bringing back their head of state. And Kigali's been pacing. Well, that's just her job. And Shin just looks oddly depressed as we go into the opening sequence. Well, I mean, we know he's from Orb. But, like, this is not a place he wants to come back to. That's fair. Also, he did just kill some people, and he's not super into that. He doesn't care about that. No, he doesn't like conflict. He's not Kira level. He li- he dislikes conflict in a different way than Kira dislikes conflict. It makes Kira socially anxious. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the goddamn main character's name because Shin? Shin, thank you because he doesn't show up enough in the show yet. My God, no, sorry. The main character's name is Athrin. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot Alex Dino's name. Um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say uh, Shin doesn't like conflict because he's like, man, war. It ain't good for nothing. I figured out what it was good for, huh? Nothing. Man, I freaking love Luna Maria. I'm so sad she's in this show. Luna Maria, like, <laughs> Luna Maria is, in my opinion, her and Marin are two of like the best things about Destiny. So Eventually, good. we'll get Colin, who is clearly descended from those genes. Yeah, Colin also very good. So, yeah, Colin is great. One of my absolute favorite characters. I do have a question about Wallfelt in this episode, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. I love how in the splash at the end of the opening, only Ray isn't smiling. And also, <laughs> you know who's standing in front of Atherin? The main character's Shin. Well, the reason why Ray isn't smiling is because Ray doesn't have muscles to let him smile. Yeah, we'll find out he's genetically predisposed against joy. <laughs> he's been genetically engineered to never feel joy. And that's why he's such a good pilot. So we cut to the Minerva banged up in the same repaired bay as we saw the Archangel last series. And Yuna shows up to hug Kigali in front of everyone, and she reacts like she's gotten better. She's not flailing, but she definitely has that hamster look. Oh, you know what's right great? On her face. Yeah. Is I just edited the episode where she flailed, um, <laughs> and I there's a gif of that now it's on the internet. So for good. Guys, so. And Atherin's like gets all sulky when he sees Yuna being like, "Oh, I'm so worried." I love They're just giving him side eyes. And Kigali's eyebrows are like having a seizure over her. Well, yeah, I mean. Discomfort. Like, I love it so Kigali much. doesn't, she doesn't do forced physical contact. Well, she forces she's the forced contact. Yeah. So Gamer Dad is like, come on, you're coming on too strong, son. I'd raise you better than that. You can't, can't you tell the crew's uncomfortable? I mean, obviously. And also, also Kigali. So then you're like, hey, cool your back. You're the only cool person in the government. So is she like president or I, something, basically? I'm not exact. We're going to find out more details, and I can't Their remember exactly really the weird. situation. I think she is in her father's role. So she, they call her representative, but they all wear the same uniform, but she also has her own office later? I think she's the equivalent of like Speaker of the House. Which is okay. really, it's weird that a kid that young is the... She's, no, well, say, it makes speaker. sense if you look at America's democracy, right? Because she's really just popular, which is why she got elected that position. People are like, oh, you're a war hero and yeah, stuff. She is a war I veteran. I guess that is... Like, she's very young, but she is a war veteran I, with that, that is, a that political is dynasty. entirely true. Like, I hadn't thought about that, but that's all entirely true. She's a war veteran, war hero, 
and she comes from a political family. Uh, yeah, like she's yeah. got all the necessary check boxes. Yeah, well, she so just it, happens to be eighteen because this is anime. <laughs> but like, this is a thing that could legit happen in the real world. I think, except, uh, except our government doesn't allow eighteen-year-olds to be elected to office. But that would be the only issue. Is that a problem? I've <laughs> thought about this a lot over the course of my life, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But this is not the place to discuss that. So anyway, she's like, "Hey, sorry, I was gone while uh, shit was all blowing up." And we see Yuna kind of like giving a victorious smirk to Atherne, while Glasses Guy starts, you know, like, "Well, Orb's mostly okay. We'll oh, give you the details in the meeting later." And the Zaft guys are introducing themselves. Apparently, the other dude is the prime minister. So, is this or is this not Walfield's shirt from that one episode where he, he offered chili sauce? I think I it is the same shirt. I, I don't. Think I didn't the, go back to look it up. But. It might be. It's a shirt that streams Desert Tiger. I'm also sad the Costa is not here. I think I know <laughs> where the Costa is, but. It's I'm a little also, weird to me that he seems to have his other arm back. So I think if he's prime minister, then then he does not. That was Kigali's dad's position. So she might be in more of a diplomat, but I know she has a lot of political power. Okay. Also, why are Maru and Waldfeld just like hanging out well, in this I mean, place it together? Makes, well, it makes a certain amount of sense. They're both people who are like, this is a warship from Zaft. Let's go take a look. But like, like, and they already know each other. So if they're both going to be there watching them arrive, do and they spoilers, both work here? They live together. Okay, I think that was established earlier. Actually, I don't know if um, they've established necessarily established that yet. In this, they showed that they were in the same house together in a house. So did they? I don't. Yeah, remember it that. was it was one of the earlier episodes. I commented on it, and I believe they both work here. I know Maru works here. Yeah, and that's really my question: is like Maru works here. What the hell is Walt felt doing here? Is he's he even in the military anymore? Probably he's a coffee not. boy. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, but like he could legitimately still be working as a consultant or something like that, or just getting disability because, you know, he is supposed to be missing a leg and an arm. Yeah, and they're all basically in witness protection is what we're going to kind of oh, have implied. Oh, is that why they all have fake names? I yeah. thought they just but wanted to disavow their, like, Technically, they fame? are still deserters and technically speaking traitors to their government. Yeah, and Orb yep. is giving them harbor. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Kira and Lacus just don't bother because they live off on Missionary Island. And because who is honestly going to try and pick a fight with Kira at this point? Anyway? No one would be dumb enough to send yeah. assassins after Lacus Klein. <laughs> or Kira. Well, Lacus Klein, person who lives with Kira. I'm not yet comfortable calling them a couple because I have seen them not interact in that in any capacity at who, all. Waltfeld and Maru no, or no. Kira and Lacus? Kira and Lacus, because Lacus is basically just like, I'm sorry that you're depressed, Kira. She's just like a concerned friend, mostly. She is just waiting. Uh, yeah, oh, that's like one hundred percent. She is in she's that waiting boy. to jump his bones. That's <laughs> yeah. what she's doing. Look, I have a lot of theories about their sex life, as I have implied many times. <laughs> We're so close to me being able to unveil them. <laughs> Wait, just a few more weeks, guys. So anyway, President Glasses is like, "You guys should rest. You must be exhausted, and we'll see what we can do about letting you disembark." But we have to do boring administrative meetings. And Kagawa is like, "Yep, it's meeting time." And Yuna looks real smug. Yeah, and Yuna's like, me and my purple hair have to take my sweet maybe girlfriend. Are they like arranged marriage or is he just... Not officially, yeah, but that's the right vibe. And so he's like, anyway, hey, th thanks, Alex, for protecting my girl. I mean, your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Alex, whose name is Alex. <laughs> Why don't you go take a break and not be here? Now I'm just imagining Yuna as M to <laughs> Atherne's Bond, and that's actually a very good dynamic. Obviously, he's crappy M, not, uh, uh, what's in here, not here in Miller, who is, 
Lady M. I, I, I'll remember it in like 30 minutes. Oh, wait, wait. Judy Dench? Yes, thank yes. you, Zach. Why could you remember that neither of us? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Bond in my day, too. I have watched like no Bond, and I don't know actors' names. So the fact that I know that is weird. He's like, anyway, hey, Alex, we might need you as an intermediary between us and the plants. So I guess I know you're Atherin Zala. And Gladys is looking at him like very kind of. I, I really like the look Arthur is. They're both him. giving him the same look of like. Poor wow, boy getting cucked. This sucks. <laughs> sucks to be you right now. Yeah, my boyfriend had to fly back to spe- Space President in the middle of our cuddle times, but it's not as bad as you. Okay, Wolfhill was missing an arm, right? Yeah, he's got a prosthetic. We will okay. see that a couple times. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I think sure. the uh, arm holding the cane is prosthetic. I, I think it is, it, or it's supposed to be, or something like that. We don't know what their true intentions are yet. They're basically cu- talking about the government. They say, hey, they've always kind of favored the Earth forces. Obviously, Kigali hasn't, but this is a crazy situation. And Atherin just looks exhausted when he gets yeah. into his limo. I actually I really mean, like that shot. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, too, because he survived re-entry. Well, I was going to say again, but he's only, that's the first time he's done that. Well, second, because he came down in the justice, but... Yeah, I mean, that was fine. So we cut to Kigali doing what she does best, being impotently furious at the (laughs) government, where she's like, what, you're finalizing a treaty with the Atlantic Federation without me even being here? It's like, we need to, like, send aid to disaster areas and be Red Cross. But they're like, hey, this treaty is about making that easier to do. And it's not actually with the Atlantic Federation, it's with everyone. We're forming Super UN. It's, It's the proposal coming from them. Except for space. Screw space. But super UN. But anyway, I was like, yeah, but. But then uh, President Glass is like, hey, maybe uh, you're biased because you've been on the Zaf side of this the whole time. Let me and my sweet mutton shop show you some pictures of devastation. That's what we call a pro-gamer move. Watch the tapes. Not to mention, hey, look at these space terrorists and gins. I mean, yes, those are there. But she was also already on board the ship. She knows what they actually were. Well, yeah, as we're going to see very shortly, she's like, but we all know those are terrorists, right? But And he's even like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because that's not what public perception is. And she, and her reaction is too, is like, how did these get here so fast? Yoon is like, information's from the Atlantic Federation, but the plants have said, yes, these are accurate. These are not doctored. Oh, that should immediately send up some red flags. How'd you get these so fast? But she's like, but terrorists. And almost all died trying to go into re-entry and shooting our gun at a thing. Including Zaft. They yeah, also the, helped. The only reason why everybody's still there is because they actually tried everything they could do yeah. that. But then Yuna's like, how can we tell these people that they won't believe us? I'm like, you tell them it was a terrorist attack. You, you tell them it's a terrorist attack. They didn't do it. I mean... I mean, that's not going to... tell them it's space 9-11. It, yeah. it doesn't matter what you tell people. They're going to have their perceptions in it anyway. Yeah, that's not going to convince everyone, but, like, there was some pretty legit evidence that Zaft tried to stop this from There's happening. There's actually an equal amount of evidence that Zaft tried to stop them as it was... Or actually, there's probably more that they were trying to stop it than there was to actually prove that they did it. Yeah, but we also know how racism works in this setting, and yeah. you know there are going to be people. It's like, sure, there were good Zaf people, but still coordinators did this, which is Which is actually true. about what happens anyway, so as we're about to see. No, I get that. It's just, these guys' reasons behind it is like, not thinking all the way through. Well, they're, they're trying to make their point, because they want to be with the Earth Alliance this time. So maybe Shin's parents won't die this time. <laughs> so we see lots of refugees being like, ah, oh, my parents are dead. Or, ah, my grandchildren are dead. And we get a lot of, like, people turning from sad to angry. My favorite here, though, is people impotently shooting assault rifles at the sky. Well, that's what people <laughs> rioting love to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just and screw you, space! The, uh, 
They're also chanting the uh, Blue Cosmos, Cosmos slogan for the preservation of our blue and pure world. It's not very pure right now, guys. Don't know what to tell you. And he's like, hey, no one on Earth can suppress their anger. This is cause I was like, I'm on Earth now. <laughs> yeah, I'm here now. I can suppress my anger. Also, have you met my brother Kira? I don't know if he has anger anymore since Rao died. <laughs> <laughs> and Lacus Klein is here. There's not an angry bone in her body. <laughs> well, you say that. She got pretty pissed at Athens that true. one time. That's true. I don't think she was angry. She was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry with you, Atherin. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I'm not angry with you, Zaft Unified Forces. I'm just disappointed. Let me yeah. give you an excellent soliloquy on why you should change your ways. Anyway, or was able to escape with minor damage, so they need to help, is kind of the reasoning, which Kalgala even kind of agrees with. Wasn't it the Atlantic Federation that microwaved all their dudes at Alaska? Yes. Yes. I don't know how public knowledge that is, though. I would assume most of the people here well, should know about yeah, it. Yeah, they should all know about that, which would, at but least But they weren't me, in the government at the time. So would like, immediately make me think, yeah, don't do not do anything, have anything to do with them, because you also, have no idea when they're going to throw you under the bus. It was also during a Zaft attack, so they could have said, like, it was just, like, some war stuff happened. Like, the I thing see is, that they have the, the actual personnel from the Archangel and are protecting them. I'm assuming they've debriefed some of, at least some of them on that case. That's true, because Yuna seemed to know who Atherin was. Well, I mean, at the very least, they've talked to, they would have probably talked to Maru, who would have that information. But I get that probably would have been the old government, who mostly are not alive anymore. And I don't know that they were going around telling everybody those like that high seems tier like a state secrets. secret you get briefed on when you get moved in. Probably. But also, well, especially if you're being briefed on those guys being there in the first place. But also, there's the more tangible for them feeling that they were invaded by the Atlantic Federation. So I feel like that would be more their concern. And again, they are doing like a kowtowing thing. Which again, talking about the orb as Japan, is not that dissimilar to what happened with Japan and the U.S. at around this time in real history. Mm. Where the U.S. saying, hey, you should come fight for us. I mean, obviously the tragedy was not as recent in that case. But certainly, I bet there were people in Japan who felt that way. Like, they came and nuked us, and now we're going to send our army that we're not supposed to use offensively to fight their war. Fair enough. So we get some nice shower atherangst. It's been a while. He's so thin. <laughs> they all have anorexia. But then he gets in his Lambo. But he sulks in his Lambo, so... Because he is dating the rich girl. I also love how, I he, love just... how he just speeds out of the parking right. lot. That's it's, how he burns off his tension, is he just drives real fast. It's such an unatherin thing to have a big fancy car, and at the same time, it's such an atherin thing to have a big <laughs> fancy car. It's really hard to, like, he doesn't seem like the type, but also, yeah. he seems like exactly the type in this weird crossway. He like, misses his sweet mobile suit. It was red and everything, yeah. yeah. Like, I can certainly buy it from that angle. I wish there was a little more emphasis on that, because we already saw it a little bit at the end of last episode with Eschen being like, what do you even do at Orb? It's like, get harassed by this purple-haired guy and feel really impotent. <laughs> Which, you know, we'll see that come to a head at the end of this episode, actually. So Gladys is like, it, it'll be fine if we let the hull get taken care of here, but we have to do all the internal repairs. And Maru, in her... Mechanic, mechanic outfit. Thank you, I couldn't think of... I wanted to call it carpentry. Well, <laughs> I'm like, that's not the word, Carpentry, Jeremy. but I for mean, space boats. That, that's actually what her area of expertise was, was mechanic so it makes a lot of sense yes it does i actually really like that bit because it's right up her alley in the first place so she drives her jeep up to well, gladys and Murdoch's Murdoch. except his face does not change at all after she gets out of like <laughs> he's part of the background he's the, the way he's animated the way he's animated makes him look kind of stoned he always kind of does though maybe he is that might actually explain a lot 
But his face has not changed this entire scene while he's on camera. Well, Arthur's like, should we really uh, let them repair us? Similar to the conversation that Natarl and Maru had in the past. Again, very similar. She's like, I can put an official complaint from you in if you want. But unlike Natarl, who's like, yeah, do that. He's like, oh, no, no. No, I don't that's, that's fine. Don't do that. That's because Arthur is a bit more practical. And he's like, well, I prefer to have a functioning ship. So. So Maru comes in like, you have to prioritize safety over the secrecy, right? And Gladys like, bitch, who are you? Well, Murdoch <laughs> and her both come up to the two of them and they're like, hey, <laughs> this is a thing. Also, like, Arthur snaps to it and Gladys is just as the anime ear pinch to him. I'm like, no, bad Arthur. <laughs> who are you? And she's like, oh, I'm the captain of the, I mean, this is a very uh, poignant and thematically resonant scene if you watched the old series, but you didn't. So I'm just uh, Maria. Maria and- Burns of Shipbuilding Division. Be. I'm a mechanic. She's actually in the mechanic in charge of the repairs of the Minerva. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, we're both powerful women. We should have a discussion about that. On an elevator. It symbolizes something, I'm sure. Speaking of women who should be powerful, we cut to Kagali watching videos on her laptop. <laughs> I love this. She's just like sitting there like, you know, doing some nice light reading. Maru and Gladys are talking about like, not officially launched and Shin's all this other stuff. Yeah, and is like, man, I know exactly what you're going through, but I can't tell you that. But I guess I can, like, let you throw all your burdens on my shoulder for a minute and tell you everything will be okay. It was fine for me eventually. I mean, my country betrayed me and my boyfriend died, but... You know, I'm so alive. I didn't lose any limbs. But Gladys is trying to pump her for information, kind of, and she's like, hey, can Orb really afford to help Zaft with repairs right now? Hey, so long as they keep telling me to fix stuff, I'm just going to keep on fixing it. And Maru basically is like, you know, I used to fret and worry all the time when I was a captain. I mean, head mechanic. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I decided just make the best decision you can in the moment, and then we'll move worry on. about it later. Yeah, shoot first, ask questions later. Make sure you have a really good mobile suit pilot. I'm just saying. What she actually says is, if we learn later it was a mistake, we'll pout about it then. Which is an attitude I really like because the thing I say at work all the time is that's future Jeremy's problem. Yep, I say that sort of stuff all the time, actually. Um. That's future Tyler's problem. He's an asshole anyway. Although then Uh she also then says, and then we move on. She's like, we'll cry about it and then we'll deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, she has already kind of gone through it. Well, yeah, I know. She just can't say, I was a captain of an experimental ship also. (laughs) Trust me. As long as your second in command isn't trying to kill you. Three mobile suit pilots? You baby, (laughs) you'll be fine. (laughs) You've got how many mobile suits on board? Four? You have rotating bathroom? So what do we do with one? So then we get the eye catch. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. As always, I just have a couple of things I wanted to announce. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts is our Patreon, as you probably know. There you can get episodes of this podcast a couple of weeks early. I am endeavoring to release our entire backlog in the next two weeks. Right now, episodes 11 is up, and I'm going to say 12 is up, too, to make myself make that true before this episode comes out. So hopefully 12 is up, too, and I'm not a liar. And we should be up through 17 in the next two weeks. We also have some exclusive content there, including a last time on video games bonus episode where I attempt to explain some Kingdom Hearts stuff to Zach and Tyler. We will be announcing some future plans for the Patreon shortly. Uh, if you don't want to support us monetarily, that's absolutely fine. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can find, among other things, the link to our Discord. If you want to hop in there, 
We always appreciate getting new feedback there. We're actually partnering with an Evangelion Railplay server right now. So if that is of interest to you, go ahead and join our Discord channel. You can get all the details there. And yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. I will let you guys get back to it. And they have to be a couple. They're in a wedding attire on the eye catch. Are they? Or is that, that is one hundred percent a wedding dress. Lacus is wearing a wedding dress, which is is that's that a really wedding? Okay, so first but of all, Kira is still wearing his jacket with too many belts. He's... I mean, that's a Final Fantasy wedding dress. <laughs> So my problem is, how do you know that's a wedding dress and not just like some sort of weird pearlescent outfit? Because Lagus owns a lot of weird clothing. That's fair. She's <laughs> probably worn a lot of wedding dresses to concerts. They've got a moonlight. They've got a ring of horrows around them. Including oh, Death Horror up at the top left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what's that one? Uh, he's Psycho Horror. He's like the Psycho Gundam, but Horror. Sure. We cut to Ray joylessly overhearing the rest of the crew talking about how they might be allowed to disembark. <laughs> And this is kind of the same conversation that happened when the Archangel landed here. It's a little different, though, because only Shin has family here, whereas they all had family there. And also, there's not Toll. Mayron just wants to go to the mall. Not Toll. I'm sorry. I forgot his name because he's so bad. Cuzzy. There's no Cuzzy. It's the same same kind of echo, because that was the same conversation they were having. Do you think we'll be able to disembark? Yes, the connotations are different, but it is the same conversation, and it's an obvious conversation. Ray's like, I'm not interested in joy. I will go elsewhere. <laughs> Shin also is just looking at the pictures on his sister's phone, kind of flipping it. I miss flip phones for this sort of thing. Like, so, I love the animation of him nervously flipping it open and closed. So my but having is... a smartphone is so much more poignant as you swipe it through the <laughs> pictures. So my problem with him having this flip phone for, what, two years? It's been two years? And developing kind of this nervous habit of opening and closing it, which I assume he does sometimes. My flip phone only lasted for like two years of moderate use, and I did not develop a nervous habit of opening and closing it all the time. I feel like I had mine for eight years. To be fair, the only reason why my flip phone broke was because I threw it across a room. Yeah, I might have dropped it, actually. That yeah, He's not really long. using it either, except for... Like, yeah. he's not using it as intended. I don't think he's carrying it around with him. That's fair. It's, it's not in the prob- cockpit, I don't it's think. It's probably just left in his quarters. Yeah. We only see him with it in his room. So Ray comes in the Shin's place. He doesn't awkwardly hide his pink phone from his friend, though. Well, I, I guess they're roommates. I so. think they're roommates. So he's probably seen Shin playing with this phone in the first place. And Shin's like, do you think we'll be able to feel joy, Ray? Ray's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't, know, and I don't me. care. <laughs> I am taking my pants off now, though. I'm going to head an Athrake's shower. Anything he can do, I can do almost as well. <laughs> <laughs> Except joy. I do it better. So Athrake's tearing down the highway in his Lambo near the beach taking them mountain curves when he sees a bunch of kids on the beach and a pink-haired girl and his boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to make I a joke about that. I thought they lived on that, an entirely different island, if I'm they honest. Did. They did. There's a line here about how, because their oh, okay. house got smashed, yeah. they've come inland. That makes sense. And they're like, I sense there's somebody over there. They're like, hey, it's Alex Ran. And they <laughs> are arguing about his name, which I find kind of cute. Kigali or yeah, and one of them is like, why isn't Kigali with you? Well, you it, know? Make, it also kind of makes sense that all the kids are going after him because he's probably visited Kira and Lacus yeah. multiple times. So they all know who he is. We know yep. he did it at least once because we saw in uh, after phase. Mm-hmm. So Lacus is like, how was your trip? Ooh. That was quite the trip. And he's like, well, I heard your house got blown up. And you had to move here. Like Jeremy just said. And I love our home is gone. Yeah, The little kids are like, our home got destroyed. I lost all my worldly possessions. Like they're excited about the fact like. I can understand being little kids are excited about the fact that they get to go to the mainland and, like, have a cool mainland adventure. One of them is like, I lost all my toys. It was so exciting. <laughs> all our toys are gone, too. 
Santa Lacus is going to bring us new ones. It's fine. Lacus Claus <laughs> is coming to town. Giggity. Well, I mean, at the same time, they hang around with Lacus and Cure the Human Wet Blanket. So the fact that something new has happened. And, and James Bond just showed up. So <laughs> That's fair. So like it's something that's kind of exciting and not Ikira over there being like, I'm depressed. Mom's boyfriend is so boring. I mean, he's nice. He's fine. But he's just so boring. So anyway, Lacus is like, hey, boys, you want to talk? Let me rescue you. And there's Bertie. It's back. It never went away. And Kira asks about Kigali, like, where, where is she anyway? Catherine's like, it's time for sweet Lambo times, right? And Kira's like, I'm very not into this, but I guess. <laughs> well, they both smile at each other. Well, they like fair. hanging out. When was the last time they got to hang also, out? Also, did you notice his car has extendable exhaust ports? That Those just aren't exhaust up? ports. Those are spoilers. Well, yeah, they're remote control spoilers. Like, it's like his backpack in the Justice. He just wants something to simulate <laughs> <They're>, something <laughs> he can remote control. I don't think they driving. would do anything. I think they're too small to actually do what they're supposed to. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I think what they're supposed to do is look cool. Probably. In that case, it's fine. So Athens, like, everyone knows, uh, right? This is all going down. He's like, yeah, one of them was like, Hey, your dad was right. And like, I'm not okay with that. There's just a lot of impotent anger. And Kira's like, wait, you fought? And he's like, yep. And I kicked his ass. I do like how Atherin's frustration clearly comes out here as much as we're kind of yeah. making fun of him. He's like, I was just going to help. And then there they were. Well, like, what else could I do? He didn't want to fight. That wasn't his plan. He just that it happened. And it's like, I didn't want to do anything like combat related, but I had to do something. Which is a super common theme in Gundam Seed. And it's also very much something that we've already seen from Atherin beforehand. Like, I thought I got over my death wish. And he's like, hey, remember when you and me and I think Tiarka was there. We're hanging out, and I was like, what are we fighting for? And you're like, we'll figure it out together. Hey, what's up? And Kira's like, I don't know. I'm a wet blanket now. I don't have a good answer. You should ask Lacus this question. I bet Lacus would have an answer for you. Probably something condescending about that medal your dad gave you that time. But, like, Atherin looks on the urge of a nervous breakdown, so I really like the animation as well, he's pulled over the car, and Kira has to give him that nice, firm shoulder rub, too. Well, they're actually down. parked outside of Kira's mom and Reverend Malkio's place I, they're staying? I think it's the place they're all staying, probably. Yeah. They're Dr. Oaken it up in there, for sure, but... <laughs> um, it's just... Dr. Oak? Who is Dr. Oak? <laughs> you ask us. He probably... He probably has a doctorate. <laughs> well, well, it's younger Oak. You know, it's cooler, sexier. Oh, in he's the not a professor form. yet. He's just Doctor Oak. <laughs> I didn't get this doctor for a... nothing. Let me show you the power of a doctorate of Pokemon battles. <laughs> he's probably a master grass type user. <laughs> as much as we're making fun of it, I actually really oh, it's like really that well scene done. I like the um, scene. It's just it's also easy to make fun of. Yeah, for sure. I actually really like their relationship. It's it's very nice. So we kept to Shin not getting any sleep next to Ray. Castle. And then to Castle Orb, where Kigali and Atherin live. <laughs> with maids. Yeah, with multiple maids. I love this look on uh, Atherin's face as Kigali walks in. He's like, let me close some tabs really quick. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looks startled. He kind of does, yeah. They all get them work laptops. And he's like, sorry, I was just in meetings forever, and I'm going to be in meetings forever today, and oh, God, I hate meetings. But I need to talk with you. But Athens like, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. I, I'm not falling apart at the seams. I didn't have a really emotional conversation with Kira yesterday. It's fine. I have other emotional support. If I relied on you for all my emotional support, we would both be a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on at government? So that that must be Kira's problem. He's not hanging around Kigali enough. 
Maybe. Maybe they should hang out more. They are siblings. I don't know. I'm just saying from experience. Well, I think he, he needs, needs he needs like a taller Amu in his life. He right? needs to he hang needs someone uh, to force him to act. He needs to hang around with Kigali so he can siphon off some of her other emotions <laughs> so he'll have some. I mean, to be fair, would Kigali not just have a conversation with him and when he's being all mopey, she just punch him for not doing anything? I think this is exactly or, what would happen. Or, you know, hang out with Waltfeld. I could definitely see yeah. Waltfeld feeling the same space as Moo. Being like, dude, quit your bitching. Although he seems a bit more uh, subdued since his accident. I think everyone's just leaving Kira alone because he's been through enough, but that's not a good place yeah, that's for not Kira what to needs. be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it, it makes sense. Like They're like, he's been through hell already. Or let's maybe like, Lacus can deal with it. it like, <laughs> let's, let's leave him with his girlfriend. He'll be fine. But in reality, Kira's one of those dudes that's like, you need to give him something to do so he doesn't sit there and dwell on everything that happened in that last two years. I can relate, Kira. I can relate. So Atherin's watching a whole bunch of news channels. He's being mini Jabril. Okay, I totally misinterpreted when it flashed back to the Minerva, because it looked like some of the sparks from them fixing the hole made it look like the ship was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Kagawa's like, yeah, uh, so we're probably going to team up with the Earth Alliance, and I don't know. That's obviously not what my dad would have done. No, nah, because your dad had a lot more uh, backbone than that. And Mayron has the best going in the mall outfit. I don't know. I can't, like, who is this guy on the far right here? They're me- I think those are mechanics. They are. Okay. I like uh, his Yolent, outfit. I think is the dark skinned one. He's like a poor man's Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Incredibly poor, but yes. <laughs> Which is saying something because of how poor Spike actually is. But he has style. Yeah. So they're all going out. Luna decides to check on Shin though, instead of going to try to get happiness herself. But Shin's already gone. Good for well, him. It's also very much in her. Oh, but he just went to the target range. He's like, anything Atherin can do, I can do maybe as good if I try hard. Yeah, I assume actually that it just like seeing him in action inspired them to get better. I think we're Shin, that's definitely true, but I think there's a bit of a rivalry angle to it. I think it's partly that like he he was inspired by Atherin to do better, and it's also like this is an easy place for him to go so he doesn't actually have to think about things. And then Ray shows up. Oh, wait, we're not not there yet. First, we cross cut to Atherin saying, yeah, I'm going to go back to the plants. Uh, I hate to do it given the orb situation, but like I can't sit here and do nothing. That's Kira's job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he's the one that's just going to do nothing about it. So I'm going to go, I'll be back later. Just don't worry about it. She looks wrecked because she does not have anyone else for emotional support. She'll just be with creepy Yuna the whole time. And she won't be able to say, I have a boyfriend in the plants. In Planet of Cats. Well, because like, Kira's obviously not going to do it. And I never really get the feeling that Kigali and Lacus are overly close. Do they ever really talk to each other? A little or, bit, not as much as you screen? want. We will more in Destiny later, but... I don't remember in, in not really Seed at all. if they ever actually interact. No, Kigali has like a not a hero worship thing of Lacus, but she almost sees her as a rival and stays away from her because she's Atherin's fiance. I guess that makes sense. There's that great level of Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 where Kigali is going around like, you have to choose between Kira and Atherin. You can't be dating them both. <laughs> it's not fair. Kira and Atherin are like, no, it's cool. It's complicated. Don't get us wrong. But I don't remember that. I believe it's you. It's a good level. But I don't remember it. I do really feel like Kira and Kigali should just hang out. It because... seems like it would help. I'm really sad that Kigali is not a playable pilot in Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. It's weird. So anyway, Athens like, I'm worried about what's going to happen, but Durundal, I think, will be able to keep it under control. But there are definitely people who think my father was right, and I have to do something about that if I can. I mean, his motives are noble in that case. And like we said, he wants to do something. And it's something he thinks he can do. I... And that's always been a difference between Kira and Athens. Or Kira has always been reactive and waiting for things to come to him. Athens chose to join the military. Yeah, Kira's got the problem 
Uh, he wants to wait for something to explode before he does anything, whereas Atherin's like, I need to prevent that thing from exploding in the first place. I also really like the line here where he said, there has to be something I, even I, can do. Because he's a teenager, he still has well, a lot of self-confidence issues. That's also a very a Japanese low... viewpoint to have, too. Yeah, that's fair. And he still kind of has a low opinion of himself. Like, he's still not that far removed from his death wish, remember? Yeah, we'll find out that maybe some of that is not as resolved as maybe it should be. Kigali crying at him to don't kill yourself, then fix everything. Well, I mean, honestly, it kind of doesn't. Yeah, that's true. It helps a little. It but helps, but yes. two years later, <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> I can't speak to that. I've never had that problem. So anyway, Atherin's like, if another war starts, what was the entire point of what we did? Which I also really like from him. We'll go find another couple of ships and we'll do it again. <laughs> Zach, we have uh, 20 more episodes, or I'm sorry, 40 more episodes of that. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> so anyway, Ray shows up at the shooting gallery to be like, hey, you can still experience joy, Shin. Just because I don't doesn't mean you have to. Not. And we see Shin is actually really conflicted about whether or not he even wants to get off the ship. But Ray kind of poking him. We see Ray has a lot of influence over Shin. He really does. I actually really like their dynamic, too. So anyway, Atherin's leaving, he's got his suitcase, the VTOL shows up, and he's like, yeah, I know uh, you and Yuna got that thing, but I don't like I don't him. Care he's for a it. jerk. So uh, have this ring. <laughs> and this is one of the cutest scenes, I it's think. It's very Just... good, because Kigali's like, what is going on? And Atherin's like all shy about it. I he's don't like, know how to do this, because... What? I wish I thought we were both going to die like that time I just kissed you, because that made it so much easier. <laughs> also, I just saw Kira and Lacus do that thing, and again, made it so much easier. Yeah, and it's like, I don't under, I'm don't. i better about understanding social situations than Kira is, but... <laughs> Kigali just shuts down and is like, um, ah. Uh, he's like, hey, hey, you're awful at this. Respond in anger. That's her default. And I was like, sorry. Um, I, this is the most moo response because just, sorry about that. <laughs> I is, love it. <laughs> that's a fair point. He doesn't even get on one knee, but then, like, Kigali's just got joy on her face, and I do really like that. And he's like, oh, it worked. Thank God. <laughs> She's not going to kill me. And she's like, don't be a stranger. You did just give me this ring. And he even manages to kiss her before they leave, proving they are a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Although they both have to blush before they do it, because I guess they don't do that super frequently. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, because like, while Kigali is very emotionally outgoing when it comes to a lot of that, yeah, I guess Atherin Atherin's not. not. So we cut to Shin out near Kira's temporary house. And also um, in beach. full Final Fantasy gear. Look With at that weird, outfit. like, trench hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it's the most Final Fantasy, and two different colored sweatbands on his arm. There's a lot of Final Fantasy going on in the boy's clothing it, in this his, Well, his hoodie is just weird, because it's it's like almost a trench coat, but it doesn't have any arms. So it's like a But it's also, cl- like, it's, it's a sleeveless hoodie, hoodie but... I it, mean, this is pre-Akatsuki and Organization 13, but it's definitely a proto-Akatsuki and Organization 13. Yeah. Big, the big, long, black coat hoodies. I was actually going to say that I just realized that almost everyone in this series is almost always wearing a coat. I assume that's just because it's cool character design. You can do more if they also have a coat. That's why I like coats. Except but, for the people who are always in uniform. Yeah. It's just like, is it always cold? I don't like. <laughs> that's the only time I ever wear a coat is when it's cold. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering is like, why are you wearing a hoodie? Well, when Shin? do you wear belts on your shirt? Hey, I would if I could, if that was an option. I just had a conversation at work the other day about bringing cloaks back. There were like 12 people who were on board with, yeah, I will wear a cloak with you. We'll Again, only in, in the cold, though. Yeah, yeah, only in the cold, for sure. But buckles. So Shin is having some uncomfortable flashbacks as that's all he can remember as he's walking around Orb. Well, specifically, he's in this one area that's like a memorial, which is presumably why he came here in the first place. And he does have his sister's phone with him. 
He's just trying to process, but again, he's all alone because Ray obviously is not the friend to bring here. I guess my problem with Shin, like from an outside perspective, is he keeps doing this to himself. Like he won't let it go. So but he I feel like he's trying, though, right? I don't think he is. No, honestly, okay. I think he wants to, but he can't let himself. It is definitely what's brought him to this point in his life. For sure. Like, he can't move on, despite the fact that he probably knows he should. I feel like holding up on the ship wouldn't have helped him move on. Like, this is the more likely move to do it, but obviously he can't do it. And he's remembering the whole thing, like, we gotta go. I just think the fact that it comes to the memorial specifically. Like, where else would you go, though? I mean, that it makes sense. anywhere else. It's better than the place they died. That's Well, if you're going to move on, the memorial's probably the spot to try. And, like, it's so visceral. I super love the opening scene to Destiny. I don't mind that they're using so much of it again. It's done with the intent of helping to show where Shin's head is at. Like, you could say where he's at, but it works so much better to reshow that because that scene is so well done. So he looks over to the actual memorial and sees... And sees uh, Birdie! Oh, no! And also sun-framed Kira. And he's like, oh, my captain had a weird conversation with someone who weirdly seemed to know what was going on with them earlier. I should do that, too. Cenotaph? It's a particular type of monument. And Kira's like, yeah, I don't know. This is my first time, too. Which I actually do kind of like. To actually make the effort to come here. Like, it, it makes sense. That, like, this is something that's actually hard for Kira to do. Yeah. He's like, hey, the flowers actually bloom. So I think Kira's probably actually, in part, responsible for constructing it. Or was helping there. But this is the first time since. But he's like, yeah, but they're all going to wither because of the climate change. The ending theme starts to play. And Lacus singing Klein starts to come up with more flowers. And there's a weird line that gets cut off on the Crunchyroll version where Shen says, I mean, they would just blow them up again anyway. There's no point in planting them. And Kira's like, whoa, this kid's got some issues. Yeah, and Lacus is like, am I interrupting your boy? You're not Atherin. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're not that guy. And Shen's like, I mean, you're like, yeah, I'm sorry, I was out of line. As he walks off. And Kira's like, ah, oh, that that's, boy is sad too. That's really <laughs> weird that they cut that line off. I think it's just a timing problem, but it is weird. But I had to look up and that's, I am paraphrasing a little, but it's effectively like, What's the point of planning them if they're just going to get yep. destroyed again? And so Shin leaves. And we see Atherin taking off on a jet plane. Which don't they apparently specifically don't again. seem to need the, uh, what's it called? They don't seem to need the orbital roller coaster. We kept the Kigali being angry and be like, this is ridiculous. This can't be happening. And President Glasses, is, it is. The Eurasia and Atlantic Federation have issued a joint statement. Making basically demands on Zaf for uh, remuneration. Yeah. Or it's time to rewar. It's time uh, for war two. War harder. I also like that there are like twenty people crowded around Kigali's desk right there. I mean, it looks like the paparazzi, but like that is what would happen in a crisis like that. So Lacus leaves some flowers, and she and Kira watch the sad boy leave. Yeah, because it's like clearly he's got some issues, but why? Who's now becoming the angry boy? As he walks out, very weirdly animated because he's animated from a different style from the background. So. It's very strange. All right. So that will do it for phase eight junction. It's kind of the first time we've had a uh, slow episode, a full-fledged slow episode here. I feel like the last one was pretty slow too, but yeah, definitely this is a slow one. So do you have a high point, Tyler? Well, I mean, I'm going to take the easy one. Are you sure you want to start with me? I always start with you. I know. I know. It's uh, Athrun proposing to Kigali because my God, it's so cute. It's incredibly (laughs) adorable. There are actually a lot of good things in this episode. There are. It's nice to have a slow one. We keep talking about how we need these. Two in a row seems like a lot for me, but... I know. I feel like we're finally getting some character development for everyone, Well, at the very least, we're getting a little bit more focus onto, like, Shin. Like, that entire last ten minutes was basically all about Shin. 
which is something that we have desperately needed if they want to make him the main character, because basically all the way up to this point, it's been all about Athrin. Well, and to be fair, it's maybe okay to be ambiguous about who the main character is. Like, that's fine. I wouldn't have known that Shin was supposed to be the main character and they start focusing on him more. I think that's fine. I don't know. Zach, high point. I would probably have to give it to Maru and Gladys talking. I really like that whole exchange and whatnot there. I think it's well animated on top of everything else. So Yeah, Gladys actually has some, like, particularly finely detailed facial expressions during that conversation. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's just a cool conversation. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are going to take those, then I'm going to take Atherin and Kira's conversation and the flashback. And, like, you see so much of Atherin's internal struggle and, like, where he is and how lost he feels. And again, very good close-up facial animation. And it's really sad because Kira can't really do anything to help, but like he he just he can listen. Back. That's helpful. Yep. I'll. I mean, I'm I'm a little surprised nobody took Kira and Shin meeting up, but that might honestly just be one that of those wasn't really a me. high point for me. That was just a point. I just remember that one happening and being like, oh yeah, cool. That's going to be something important later. Low point, Tyler. Mm, everything about Yuna. Damn. <laughs> Actually, specifically, um, while they're trying to explain their justification for signing the uh, treaty with the Atlantic Federation, um, he's like, what else can we tell them? Uh, Like, especially in the English dub, he sounds really smug about it. He's (laughs) like, what else can we possibly do? Politic, politic, politic. And like, uh, you have so many other options. Like, I I just want to punch you in the goddamn face. Zach? I mean, he took the easy one. Yes, I'm not sure if we're supposed to hate this guy. I mean, he's Atherin's romantic rival for Kigali, and Kigali's clearly not interested in him. Yeah, but maybe he has, like, some redeeming qualities. I don't know. Like purple hair. Like purple hair, yeah. That's got me going for it, so. Very punchable face. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I would have gone with Yuna as well, but Tyler already took that one. I'm not sure. I I think I'd probably have to say, I wish there was more between Shin and Kira there, Um, and especially with the way this one cuts that one line off, which is really strange that they did that. But yeah, I'd probably go with needs more Shin and Kira talking to each other. I have a supplementary low point if you, if you want to take that one. Hmm. How excited all the kids are that their <laughs> home was destroyed. <laughs> I, I kind of get that. Well, I just that one specifically was like, oh, my toys got blown up. <laughs> like, I can't imagine any kid in the world being excited about that. I'm going to kind of spin off Zach's and it's how laconic Kira is. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it, but only kind of. He was so determined at the end of the war, and he's lost Flay, so that is a big difference. But we don't go into like why he's in such a PTSD state. It, in a lot of ways, feels like it's back to that, well, that's how Amaro was. But Amaro was fine once a hot blonde chick showed up and said, I am into you. He was like, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Time to do stuff. That makes a lot of sense, because it's like, here goes from being this uber-determined guy. I mean, I... On the one hand, I could kind of see it like he feels like he doesn't have a purpose anymore, but they haven't done anything to enunciate that or to bring that forward. He's just kind of existing at the moment in the series. My big problem with it mostly is that we have seen too much of him in this series already being that. Like, no. it's it's a point that has, it is now a dead horse. We've kind of seen too much of him in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, that's like, my point, yeah. Which ain't gonna get better, let me tell you. Like, if he was doing something else or if we had some explanation as to why he's mopey if we had any character development surrounding it but it's just mopey kira 
Um, yeah. And I would I would prefer that we have some reason for him to be mopey or something for him to start unmoping about. Like, yeah, if we like saw him have bad flashbacks to Flay dying every time he saw Lacus or something, or if he was mopey for a while and then we started like saw him starting to get some motivation, like that would like we can infer why he's mopey at that point. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But we're we've got neither yet. So that does it for this psychological analysis of Kira Yamato <laughs> and this episode. Join us next week when we will be watching Phase Nine. Bared Fangs. Which is where we find out that Andrew Waltfeld has secretly been into a vampire LARPing group. Until then, <laughs> our website is www.lastpodcast.com. There you can join our Discord, which is the easiest way to talk to us. I say this in the middle usually, so I don't know why I'm doing it now. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's on Reflex. I don't know. Because we do it at the end of the other show. We and, do. But in the middle of this one. because I'm not ready to end this episode yet, and I don't know why. Because so. it's earlier than we normally would. Is it? It's yeah, it's just 8 o'clock. Oh, well, I was going to say, in, in terms of the length of the episode... It's a little short, but not crazy short. So, anyway, catch us next week. Until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny.